pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good morning. All right. This is going to be a new era for the morning show. What are you talking about? What does that even mean? You know. <laughs> it's a new era. You know. Taking it to the next level. Yeah, it's time to take it to the next level. And why would we do that? There are going to be some great parties. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the weekend. All right, then. Let's get this party started. I don't want this Saturday. Bringing you all the news and the newsmakers on News Talk 1480 WHBC. Good morning. It's Saturday morning here on 1480 WHBC, and we have a winter weather advisory that will begin at 1 a.m. Sunday and go until 10 p.m. Sunday. 1 a.m. It is, uh, it's going to cover Stark, Wayne, Holmes, Richland, Ashland, and Huron counties. We can expect four to seven inches of snow according to the AccuWeather. It would be best to stay at home if you can. Keep an eye on WHBC social media pages for the latest. And, of course, tune into WHBC for the latest AccuWeather forecast. If anything changes, we will let you know. So we are in for some severe snowy weather. Right now we have uh, Boys High School. We covered that already. And we're going to move. Today we're going to be talking with Mayor Kathy Catazero-Perry, she is on a mission. She's getting healthy, but she's at the same time promoting cancer awareness, particularly breast cancer. And she started out on a mission to get healthier by doing push-ups, of all things, simply push-ups. And uh, she's improving. She started out doing knee push-ups, and now she's on to doing full, full, regular, if you want to call them, want to be gender sensitive man push-ups she's up to 12 right now so that's very very impressive so we're going to have her on the line here in just a little bit we're also going to be talking with tina tina at goodhealthgirlfriend.com goodhealthgirlfriend.com and uh tina dimitas she's really into getting healthy so she's promoting her services, which are hot saunas, get in there and sweat out the toxins. So she will be with us at 9.35 a.m. And then at 10.05, Spencer Garrity started the Success Club right here at Canton City Schools. A special education teacher met with Spencer a number of times, and he's helping young kids out in middle school, setting up goals and getting them to be good people and getting them to be goal-oriented. That makes a big, big difference. And then again, we got a winter weather advisory, and uh, so we're going to be careful here over the weekend. So we're going to take a break, and when we get back, we will have Mayor Kathy Catazero-Perry, and she's going to talk to us about where she is at with her goal to do 25 push-ups and raise cancer awareness for breast cancer. This is David Held, Saturday mornings, and we will be back. 
Good morning. It's Saturday morning here with David Held. And this evening, when you go to bed tonight, go to bed tonight on Saturday, while you're sleeping at 1 a.m., there's going to be a winter weather advisory that will begin at 1 a.m. Sunday morning. So when you go to go to bed tonight, in the middle of the night, a winter weather advisory, and it's going to go until 10 p.m., on Sunday. So throughout the day, it's going to cover Stark, Holmes, Richland, Ashland, and Huron counties. We're going to expect four to seven inches of snow, according to AccuWeather. It's going to be best to stay home. Everybody's staying home. You're probably not going to have a choice because with that much snow, You're not going to be getting outside, but the good thing is people won't have to, most of us won't have to go to work. So uh, unless you're working at the hospitals, police, fire, snow plowing, you'll be out on the road. Keep an eye on all the WHBC social media pages for the latest. And of course, tune into WHBC for the latest AccuWeather forecast. If anything changes, we will let you know. We are your severe weather station here at WHBC. And right now we have Mayor Kathy Catazero-Perry, who is on the line. Hello, Mayor. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. All right. Great to have you on the program again. I know. it. I love it. You have your uh, snowplow trucks out there and ready to go tonight because it looks like we're going to be getting some snow uh, sometime early Sunday morning, four to seven inches, winter weather advisory. But you guys are ready to go, I'm sure, right? We're ready. Always we are ready. ready, yes. Those trucks are loaded with salt, and you've got the blades on them already and set to go. And so uh, things are going well in Maslin. You've got things going as far as uh, your finances. But on top of that, with all the negative uh, information that's out there about COVID and this and that, uh, people get a little tired of it, so they try to make their lives better. And you're doing that, which I think is great. You're actually trying to do 25 push-ups. I am. I'm trying. That's amazing. You know, you know, Jane Vigneault, who was a county commissioner years ago, she told me that uh, we were going to have a meeting. Uh, there, was a, there was a public meeting that she was on the board and she was attending. And she said, well, I have to go work out. Now, this was back when she was 73 years old. And she told me that uh, she had to go work out. I said, oh, wow, great. What do you do you know, during your workouts? She said, well, I teach classes, and I also do 50 push-ups a day. And, and, and I like to do the push-ups. And I thought, 50 push-ups, that's a, that's a lot. And I said, well, how do you do them? Because I was thinking, you know, she said, what, you think I do them like a girl? I do them like a man like you do. <laughs> and, and I didn't say that. That's what she said, right? So mm-hmm. she goes, I'll show you when I come down. So she came down to the meeting, and after it was over, she got down and did 50 push-ups in a row. And then she asked me to do them. And (laughs) so I was, I mean, I was pushing it and I was a little heavier than I was like a 40 pounds heavier. And I got like, you know, 42 and I was, you know, my face was red and and she said, Oh, don't worry, David, your bottom's a little heavier than mine. So, um, yeah. So, so that's why when you're doing these pushups, this, tell us about it. I mean, what, what made you decide to do this? Well, um, 
my sister in the in the late uh, summer, early fall, was diagnosed with uh, stage two breast cancer. Mm. And so I, um, through social media, raised some money for cancer. Uh, it was a perfect timing. They called and asked me, would you raise? I said, yes, I would love to. Um, and then next thing I know, here comes this push-up challenge and, mm. uh, and for the month of January. And uh, I'm actually today, I have today and tomorrow. However, um, it was a 30-day challenge, and uh, so that's what got me started. But it, I really needed to, the nudge to get off the couch. Yes, yes. <laughs> and this is my nudge, and it was for someone else. Uh, and I'm always willing to do something for someone else and sacrifice myself. Absolutely. And, you know how you know that saying, David? Oh, so, yes. Sacrifice your body really for the sake nudge. of others, right? Yes. I know I've been but in that's the, how it started. That's great. So so where you know, and I and I saw this on Facebook. And you know, and, and people might be saying, Ah, what are you making such a big deal about this? Because you know, that's really where it starts. It's like anybody that's on planet Earth, it has to be thinking, geez, I need to get more active or I need to get in better shape or uh, but you know, it just starts by with one little step at a time, one daily decision at a time. You know, I was saying the same thing. I was talking with my wife, Sharon, and, um, you know, since she started doing the push-up challenges and, and we've, you know, I've done this with my kids and so forth. And, and Sharon would say, well, I really can't do that many push-ups. I'm like, can you do one? Well, yeah, I can do one. Well, if you can do one, you can do them because you just do one. Then, you do another one. <laughs> yes. You don't have to do them all in a row. You can, you know, you could do, you know, if you could, let's say you could do five. Let's say you could just, do, you, you can do one. Or like you started out, you couldn't do one. You So you started doing them, the knee push-ups, right? Until right. your muscles I, got I stronger. couldn't do one. Yes. Couldn't do one. So you so then what did you do? You started doing them on, on your knees. So it relieves, you know, takes off some of the pressure, right? Right. And how many could you do when you first started doing those? Like one, two, the knee well, push-ups? On my on my knees, I could do them. I could do 25 on my knee. Well, actually, I started at the wall first. And I, oh. because I thought, I haven't done these forever. Right. I could have started at the wall. So I started at the wall, and I, I did that very easily. And then, so then soon I just, it was like a day or two, and I moved and did knee push-ups. Wow. So they were all knee push-ups. <laughs> so you start you started at the wall and you're right. just leaning against the wall and you're doing right. doing push-ups, right? Right. And and then you, you know, in a, in a few days you moved to doing them on your on your knees and and you would do uh so you started doing push-ups then, right? And could you feel yourself getting stronger? I mean, could you feel your muscles? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, um it it is amazing uh the differences that you feel just in those. Well, it's today's my 30th day. So just in 30 days, it's such an, an amazing difference. And your, and your confidence level goes up too, doesn't it? It really has because last night I was working on something and I'm like, oh, I need to get my push-ups in. And I actually did 15 push-ups last night. Wow. 
and 10 knee push-ups uh, with it. So it, it, I just, like, pounded them out, 15. And so, so, so you I'm did really... f- 15 push-ups in a row, like regular marine-type push-ups. Right. That's great. Yeah. So, But it has been a transformation, and I, I will be honest, uh, I did not have any core strength, and my core strength is really uh, showing now. It's like... I'm not going to stop because uh, I really needed to do this, and this was my my push, and so I'm going to continue the push-up challenge. Well, you know what's something, uh, Mayor, is that, and we've got Mayor Kathy Catazero Perry from the city of Maslin, doing great job, a great job out in Maslin, by the Thank way. You. Got everything, got all the finances together because that is not an easy thing to do. And you know, the other thing is too, Mayor, which you've handled well because anybody. Anybody that is in public service, uh, not only do you have to be goal oriented and willing to serve other people, but you have to know how to handle the critics because you're always <laughs> going to have critics out there. Because <laughs> if you can't handle critics, then you shouldn't be in public service. Actually, you welcome the critics because they make you better. But at any rate, doing the she's out there doing the push-ups. Started out doing them against the wall, then doing them on the knees. And uh, 25 on the knees, and now, as of yesterday, 15 regular military, regular man-style, whatever you want to call it, push-ups, 15 in a row. It's amazing. Absolutely in a row, yes. That's amazing. Yeah, it, it, and you know what, David, it, it wasn't easy. I want to be honest with our, our audience. It wasn't easy, but I was persistent and uh, determined that I'm going to do them. And so hopefully by maybe the middle of February, I could get to the 25. I don't know, but, you know, and you shouldn't push yourself. I just said, I'm going to do what I, what my body is going to allow me yes, to do without yes. really, really hurting, you know? No, absolutely. Because that's the thing is a lot of people think if it's not, if it's not mentally acceptable for you, you just won't do it. Right, right. I mean, you you have to, a lot of people will think that, oh, well, you know, it's got to be painful or it really doesn't because, you know, again, if even if you do like five, but if you did five at five separate times in a day, that's 25, you know? So even if you go to, they have a website, you know, it's on prepares young men if they're going to go into the armed forces because they got to do a lot of push-ups there. And if they're not used to doing them, they'll say, um, you know, you can do push-ups throughout the day. So let's say the goal is to do 200 push-ups a day. You can break it up. You know, you don't have to do them all in a row and your body responds the same. So even when you're doing these push-ups, if you want to do like 25 in a day, okay, you do five in the morning, five at lunch, five at dinner. And so they usually, this, this website recommends breaking them up. So one, one day you do them all, you know, within like, uh, one workout. And then the next day you break them up throughout the day because it, 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 it's all cumulative. So the more you do, you know, throughout the day, you, it just kind of adds up and you're seeing a big difference. That's incredible. And what is, what is your family members? What do they think about this? Um, well, they, they are all asking now, did you do your push-ups today? <laughs> now, now, did any of your uh, children start doing uh, the push-ups? 
Well, Anthony, my little one, he, I said, come on, get down here and do them with me. And so he, he started to do them with me, but there it's hard. And so, uh, but I have my other kids. One of the other kids is starting yoga. So, so that's good. So, you know, it, it sparks some interest in the family. I think it's, I think it's great. And so, you know, the other thing is too, so we have a lot of listeners out there and they're thinking, oh, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do that. But you know, you just start, just, just start one, do them against the wall, do them on the, right. on the floor with your knees. Right. Right. Well, you know, uh, in February is a shorter month too. So if someone wanted to do some kind of a challenge for themselves, February is a shorter month. Um, but there's always, there's so many exercise um, professionals out there, you know, that you could be guided by one of them, you know, if, if you uh, are afraid to do it on your own or don't want to do it on your own. There's so many people that are very supportive in your exercise uh, and health journey. Absolutely. Well, Mayor, we're going to have to run, but thank you for coming on the program. And we are going to stay in touch with you. Keep this going because you're going to get up to 25 push-ups in a row. And it's motivating me because okay. I'm cra- I'm cranking them out, too. And I'm oh, thinking good, if Mayor, Mayor Perry can do 25 push-ups, and it's tough because especially, you know, you, you've got to build that upper body strength, but, but you're doing it. So keep up the good work, and thank you for coming on the program today. Thank, thank you, David. Have a great weekend. Okay, you too. News Talk 1480 WHBC. This is David Held. Stay with us. Good morning. It's Saturday morning. David Held here, 1480 WHBC, and we've got a winter weather advisory. So when you go to bed this evening... Go to bed this evening at about 1 a.m. We're going to have a winter weather advisory that will begin 1 a.m. and go until 10 p.m. Sunday. So pretty much all day Sunday, it's going to cover this winter weather advisory. Stark, Wayne, Holmes, Richland, Ashland, and Huron counties. We can expect up to four to seven inches of snow, according to AccuWeather. It's a lot of snow, so. If you need to get fuel in your snowblower, or if you've got kids and they can shovel, make sure to get the shovels out. Get them ready, although four to seven inches, that's a that's, that's some heavy snow to shovel. Plus, it's pretty cold outside, 17 degrees. 17 degrees outside right now. When I got in my vehicle this morning to come here, you could hear the engine just barely... Turning over because you can tell that's when it's cold outside. And then I had a diet Dr. Pepper that I left in the car. That was nearly frozen, but it didn't explode. Thank God. On the line, we have with us Spencer Garrity. Spencer, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you, David? I'm doing great. So, Spencer is a teacher in the Canton City Schools at the middle school. And what middle school are you at now, Spencer? I am at. Crenshaw Middle School, and I have some news to share with you. I actually um, have taken uh, taken a leave from the district and uh, have started working on on law school full time. But what we'll talk about is is still uh, in force. Maybe not as much this year, being with the uh, with with the effects of the pandemic. But next year, we hope to to be back at it, started up, and doing everything we were able to in years past success club and that's success club right that's correct 
I think it's great, you know, because I went to, uh, and you and I had talked about this, uh, when I was a freshman in high school, I went to St. Edward High School up in uh, the Cleveland area. And, you know, it was all, it's, it was really very much like the success club that, you know, when you walked into the, the wrestling room, the first sign that you saw was be a quality person first. They didn't care how successful you were in wrestling or, or in school, unless you were a quality person first. And that's really what you're teaching these young kids in the middle school, right? That success club. Absolutely. We're focused on all the skills it takes, whether it be time management, conflict resolution, uh, goal setting is a, is a huge, huge part of what we do. That's essentially the, the foundation of, uh, of everything else that we build on. Wow. And, uh, and, and speaking of goals, because you're a young man yourself, you're in your uh, mid-20s right now, right? That's correct. I'll be 27 in May. 27 years old. And so what uh, Spencer's done is his teacher at uh, Crenshaw Middle School taking a leave right now so that he can go to law school, always trying to improve himself. And I, I heard you bought a business, too. Didn't you buy a business yeah, that's, here? that's correct. I bought a, uh, a dry cleaning business, Village Cleaners, over on, on Fulton by the Hall of Fame and working on buying a, a couple more. So it's See, this exciting is, time. It's great. You know, that's fantastic. Going to law school, buying your businesses, but most importantly is you're teaching the young kids. They say to teach is to learn twice. You're teaching these young kids, and uh, and so tell us about the Success Club. Tell tell us how it got started and what the purpose is. And so you you know a little bit of a speed bump during the COVID, but but tell us tell us about it. Yeah, so uh, I started teaching the uh, academic year of 2014 and 15. And uh, just as a student teacher there, and I had some ideas of, of what I wanted to do. And then the 15-16 school year, I started to, to implement them. Uh, it really, the, the program itself started from a singular moment in which a student shared some, some details of, of his life that, you know, the, his upbringing wasn't all that great. He was only an eighth grader at the time, so, you know, 13, 14 years old, and he didn't really have a, a good path on, on which he was traveling and didn't have any long-term goals set for himself. So that kind of really sparked, sparked this program uh, for me. And first year we began with, with 10 students and focused pretty much exclusively on, on skills. Uh, some of those skills that I mentioned already, as well as uh, the, the college visits around here. And then as the program continued to grow, over the next uh, several years, we grew not only in, in size of students impacted. Uh, last year, we were about a, we, we were somewhere between 125 and 150 students at several different schools within Canton City, as well as Minerva uh, in their middle school. And even though we grew numerically in, in the amount of students we impacted, uh, our mission always stayed and, and will continue to stay the same. Uh, we focus on skills, finding what student skills are, translating those skills into areas that interest them. So we realize that success in a broad sense looks different for everybody. Not everybody is going to be a firefighter. Not everybody's going to be in the trades. Not everybody's going to take a more traditional, if you will, route 
through uh, through undergrad and then into a graduate degree. So finding where students' interests lie and then placing them, you know, in the in the right path essentially to get where they want to go to make them successful. And then you know we tie that all together by taking visits to to our local colleges and universities and uh, local career options as well. And then pairing that with with speakers from various areas, whether it be the medical field, uh, the military, trades, um, public service, just a, a broad spectrum of what's available to, to students. And the thing that's been most striking uh, throughout throughout the program and you know, our community is very diverse in terms of industry that we offer, uh, in terms of just options for students, whether they want to go in the trades, uh, great military recruiters in the area and um, great colleges and universities as well, just right here within Stark County. And until students begin to understand and have an awareness of that, uh, they're, they're just kind of like that one student in that, that really started this program that was the genesis of this program just didn't really have an understanding of all that was available to him. Yeah, because, you know, oftentimes it's it's really the people that you surround yourself with. I mean, the people that are around you, if you have uh, people that are encouraging you and, and giving you the, the skills and giving you the tactics on how to succeed, that makes all the difference in the world. I mean, that, that, that is a huge difference. So I remember when you had invited me out to talk with your students, and uh, this was like, what, two years ago, and uh, uh, it was on a Wednesday, right, 4 o'clock, met with the students, and you could see that... Uh, you know, you could see right away there was a couple of standout students that were that were, you know, helping you get get all the uh, handouts to the students. And uh, and we ended up uh, picking two students. Right. And had them come on the radio program. So when we were hosting, this is when I had one of the first radio uh, shows here on Saturday morning. Uh, well, no, it was actually during during the week. We had two students come out. How are those two students doing? They actually helped. You know, you and the two students, we, you know, did a two-hour radio program. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, you know, student, all of our students we try and keep in contact with uh, and just focus on how are you applying those skills beyond beyond middle school. So once, you know, students get to high school, it's, it's showtime for a lot of kids in that those are the years when they're making critical decisions that impact their their long term career options, um, and so making sure we keep in contact with those students is 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 critical. And you know we we've had a, a tremendous amount of success as a result of the program. And students that have have gone you know into the early college program here that we offer in Canton City Schools, uh, just great opportunity there for students to earn an associate's degree from Stark State during their time in high school. So as an 18 year old or, or 17 year old coming out as a, as a senior, uh, they've already got two years of college under their belt and ready to go into an undergrad degree and knock it out in two years if they so choose. And if not a lot, a lot of our students, what we're seeing that have gone through the early college program, they just stick around for four years, earn a, a bachelor's degree and a master's degree in the time it would take, to simply earn a bachelor's degree. So great opportunities to get ahead 
head of the game uh, if, if students are willing to put the work in. Yeah, if they're willing to put the work in. And you know what's something I remember, and this is what really inspired me when I heard that you put this program together, the Success Club, because I can remember vividly back being an eighth grader. And so at the time I was on the wrestling team and, and um, you know, it was 135 pounds, okay? And I remember the coach from St. Ed's uh, after a wrestling tournament, you know, a, a grade school, we were in the CYO, the Catholic Youth Organization. After this tournament, he came up to me and said, you know, and, and to my dad and said, we'd love for you to come to St. Ed's. And, and I said, oh, okay. And he said, we, we think you can be a state champion at 175 pounds by the time you're a senior. Now, do you know what that did for a young kid who's in eighth grade? I'm like, really? Me? You think I can do that? Now, I said immediately, I'm, I'm going to go to St. Ed's because they, they believe in me. They think I can do this. You know, and at the time, I couldn't even imagine myself being a senior or being, you know, in the wrestling world at 175 pounds because I was just a skinny little 135 pounds, right? And, uh, and sure enough, when I went to St. Ed's, you know, they, now I ended up getting second in the state, not being a state champion, but you get close and it's, um, and they, they would tell us it's not about positive thinking. It goes beyond positive thinking. It, it's all about putting in the hard work, mastering your skills and persevering. They said, you have to think positive. You have to master your skills, your technique and persevere. And that's what you're, you're teaching these young middle school students starting in in which grade is it uh, sixth grade seventh grade starting in sixth grade yeah so students are as as young as some of our younger students are as young as 10 years old uh, if if they've you know started school a little early so thinking about a 10 year old at least starting to explore we realize that that students uh interests change they, their interests vary over over time and that's completely natural um but we want it, it really all starts with a quote from uh, Marion Wright Edelman, she she just did a, a, a great amount of work uh, during the civil rights movement of the 60s, and she founded the Children's Defense Fund. Uh, she's the first African-American woman admitted to a Mississippi bar, so a, definitely a trailblazer in her field. But she, she has a quote that we use all the time, you cannot be what you cannot see. And it really starts with students being able to see what they're able to be down the road, whether it be, you know, a, a doctor, a lawyer, a firefighter, a, a, a somebody in the military, um, just a, a trades, a trades worker, you know, anything that students want to be, they first need to see it. And then we can, we can get them there. Absolutely. Because it, it, you're really teaching them about vision, right? And there's, and, and really I, I can, I can speak for myself. There is nothing that I've ever accomplished that I didn't actually picture it in my mind first. You know, you have to be able to see yourself doing that. You know, just even on a small scale, it's like, okay, we've got a winter weather advisory coming up with four to seven inches, by the way. It's starting Sunday at 1 a.m. And as you think about that, I'm already in my mind thinking, I've got to go and get gas for the for the snowblower. Got to make sure we have enough gas for the snowblower, right? I'm thinking, is the snowblower running? So after the program's over with, I'm going to go out there and get that snowblower started, right? I'm thinking, do I have a shovel? Thank God I got a snowblower. 
but you start to vision what you're going to do in the future. You think about it, and, and you're teaching these young kids about how to envision themselves doing successful things, how they can manage, you know, be the person that they want to be, because you can really decide what type of person you want to be, right? I mean, it's... it's yeah, ab- absolutely. And um, I don't know if you've, you've had the opportunity to read the book or see the film Hillbilly Elegy. That the, the book was written several years ago, and the film just came out recently. Uh, the The book has a lot of parallels to to what we try to do and, and a young, a young kid from, from Appalachia, not a whole lot of experience outside of his neighborhood and, and really making something of himself going into the Marines and then subsequently uh, pursuing and achieving a degree at Ohio state and then on to, to Yale law school. And it's something that, you know, a, a, a young kid from, from Middletown, Ohio, uh, moving here from, from Eastern Kentucky, it's something that's that's uncommon, unfortunately, and and the the commonality I think between that story and what we're endeavoring to do in Success Club is is adults in a position to show kids and and push them in the right direction with with all the uh, with all the resources available. You know, I've, I've had the opportunity to meet with quite a few people about this program over the years, ranging from uh, those in the nonprofit industry to those in the in the for-profit business industry to those in government and and there's definitely a need uh, no doubt for a skilled workforce and that's certainly a, a tertiary element of this program but to make sure that students are in a broad sense successful and have the skills they need uh, to achieve whatever they want in life is is what we're really getting at oh absolutely you know when you think about it and and when you talk about you know, obstacles too, because everybody has limitations. Everybody has challenges and it really isn't about who the smartest person is or who the uh, most talented athlete is, or, you know, um, it, it really comes down to how you take the gifts and the talents that you have and just through hard work, making them work. Right. Because, you know, when you see a lot of people that are successful in different areas, they're not always the smartest. I mean, I can tell you when I was in grade grade school, I was my confidence in school was very low because I wasn't the best student. I had an incredible hard time. I had a very hard time paying attention. Right. Because I, I, I definitely had the ADD. My mind was always going all over the place and I'd be daydreaming and it was hard for me to focus, especially if I was bored. Right. Um, now, if I was interested in something, it was like hyper, hyper focused. So uh, if I had teachers that were, you know, not putting the responsibility on the teachers, but if they could keep my attention, then I was able to learn better. But, you know, the funny thing is, you know, when you take those college entrance exams, which I'm sure you're preparing, uh, you know, students to do right. You get the ACT and the SAT and uh, and you got to have a certain a certain level to get in uh guess what my act score was i mean like what i think what's a what's a perfect score like 36 or something yeah, i think a perfect score is 36 and i think the average today is somewhere in the in the low 20s 21 22 uh so the average is 21 22 okay confession time guess what i got on my act spencer um 
We'll, we'll it wasn't a 36. 21, 22. No, it was 18. And my dad said, my gosh, I could guess better than that. And I was like, well, I pretty much did guess better than that. But the point is, then when I then when I got to college, I had to learn how to learn, you know, how I how I learned better. And so, Spencer, it is great what you are doing with these young kids. Keep up the good work. You're going to law school, too. You, you'll come back. you got your businesses running, and you're going to teach the young kids. You, you're a great success yourself. And uh, and you're teaching the young kids how to do that, too. So thank you for coming on the program today. I appreciate the kind words. Thanks for having me, Dave. All right. Keep up the good work. This is David Held. It is Saturday mornings here with WHBC. We've got a winter weather advisory from 1 a.m. until 10 p.m. Sunday, 4 to 7 inches. So get the snowblower, get the shovels out, get it ready. We're going to take a break, and we will be back. It's Saturday morning here at WHBC. It's 1010, 21 degrees outside. It is chilly. When I got up this morning and started the car, you could hear it barely cranking over. Better check the battery. And uh, we've got a winter weather advisory. So when you go to bed tonight at 1 a.m., a winter weather advisory will start, and it will go all day until 10 p.m. on Sunday. And... uh, The winter weather advisory is for Stark County, Wayne County, Holmes, Richland, Ashland, and Huron counties. We can expect four to seven inches. So if you have a shovel, get ready. Better if you have a snowblower, but you better make sure that you get some gas because you probably won't be able to get out of the driveway sometime tomorrow. So get the gas, get fueled up if you need uh, some food, then... uh, Get that, too, before all the snow comes. And, uh, you know, one of the challenges that we see today with, uh, you know, the whole stay-at-home orders and the health and, you know, what can we do ourselves rather than worry? When you talk about the pandemic, there's multiple pandemics we have. We have the pandemic of the COVID, but we also have a pandemic of fear it's turning into a mental health pandemic, so we've got to find ways that we can take action into our own hands, improve our health, and make things better. And so, in order to help encourage that, we have on the line with us today, Tina Dimitas, and she has a website called the GoodHealthGirlfriend.com. Hello, Tina. Hi, David. How are you? I'm doing great, thank you. And, you know, I'm looking at your website here, the goodhealthgirlfriend.com, right? It's good health girlfriend, yeah. There's no the in the front of it. Good good health, yes. So, goodhealthgirlfriend.com. Cool. And uh, it says here, what's up, girlfriend? And, <laughs> and, uh, and you know, you started out where you know, it says, you know, and you had shared the story with me how you were, you know, from a health perspective, you were struggling. And it started at uh, really a young age, you you were a sugar addict. You like, like most people, like all of us sugar addicts, including <laughs> myself, uh, just weren't really uh, taking care of yourself in the right way. And then in your 30s, t- tell us what happened. Yeah, you know, I, I grew up typical of a lot of us. I, I jokingly say I grew up on seafood, which would be cookies, cakes, 
cereal and, of course, Fisher's cream sticks. <laughs> yes, cream sticks. <laughs> that was my uh, poison of choice as a kid, and, and we just really didn't know any better. And so when you know better, you do better. But in my 20s, really, I was having a lot of strep throat incidents. I would mm-hmm. have sore throat. I was in the doctor a lot, and the particular doctor that I went to gave me an antibiotic just about every time I went in. And what I didn't realize was a lot of antibiotic use is really hard on the gut and just hard on uh, your health in general. And I developed everything from irritable bowel and headaches to severe mood swings. I I am a self-proclaimed sugar addict. It really is like a mood-altering drug for me. Yes, (laughs) yes. Um, And so I, I battled that. And it really was that doctor who just kept trying. Every time I would go in, she just tried to give me another prescription. And my body tends to be fairly sensitive. I just really didn't respond well, and it just didn't sit right in my gut. And so that's what started me um, looking into other options. You know, there has to be a better way than just Mm -hmm. taking these chemicals that are foreign to my body. And that really is what started me just taking interest in some natural, I I, I laugh that they call it alternative, but I guess it's called alternative health. (laughs) Right. To me, it's just good old common sense stuff that our grandparents um, definitely knew and practiced. Well, you know, I I can say firsthand it was really just before Thanksgiving. Um, and, you know, as growing up in, involved in athletics in grade school, high school, college, uh, you know, eating and exercising has always been, you know, uh, something that was important in order to, to succeed, obviously, in, in sports. And what's something is that I had eaten a lot of meat. Like I was very much into protein and So then right before Thanksgiving, I, you know, saw a documentary called The Game Changers and talks about, you know, doing away with uh, just having a plant-based diet, Mm -hmm. eating whole plant-based foods. And I'll tell you, I've never felt better. (laughs) It's amazing. You know, I I say food is medicine or it's poison. And you, you know, what I like what you said there the most was that it was a whole whole plant-based. Now, the plant-based, uh, that's a real heated topic that I don't take on. <laughs> I try not to right. um, get into that space. But what I love is the real food. I, I always share a graphic with my clients of a flower. If you think of a, I call it the health flower. And this flower, first of all, is planted in some really good soil of faith and kindness and gratitude and consistency. So that's good soil. First of all, we've got that health flower. Yes. It has leaves of laughter and community, both of which help that flower be strong and vibrant and help support it. And then this flower has five petals on it. And these five petals are the things, I I, I love what you said at the opening here before you introduced me is um, rather than be victim, be empowered. You know, there is a lot that we can do. Right now, a lot of people feel very helpless, right? We We've had some things taken away. We've we've had some freedoms that we feel are are no longer there. Yes. There is a lot that we can do to make a difference in our health. And these five petals are what I have the opportunity to talk about to my clients. And and they are petals of things that we already do. And what I love is they're all free and easy. It's move, eat, think, breathe, and detox. Yes, you're right. And there, you know what, David, there's a proper way and an improper way to do every one of those things. Mm-hmm. It's, it's <laughs> you may, true. You know, the, the breathing, for example, are you a shallow breather? Most people are. Most people only breathe from their chest. And you know what, if you watch a baby sleeping, they're belly breathers. If you watch a baby sleeping in its crib, its little belly's going up and down with every breath. 
And you know, you know what's something you talk about the breathing because it's so true. I mean, there was uh, they they were doing uh, studies on the effects of breathing, right? And so they know how breathing affects us. And yeah. uh, and yeah. so you know, like when whenever you're, whenever you see somebody crying, or if you you know, if you're crying yourself, how you you know the people will cry and they. <gasps> Yeah. Right. They yeah. take the yeah. short, the short breaths like that. And, and they say that when you do the, you're breathing in and then, and then take a second breath that that automatically uh, sends messages to your nervous system and to your brain to bring a sense of relaxation. Oh, and, that interesting? and so when somebody yeah. is crying like that, that they naturally calm themselves down by you know, cry, cry. <laughs> and yeah, aren't and, our bodies wonderful? I mean, we yes. really are so complex and, and brilliant in our own right. Just our bodies, the way they're created, that we have so many natural things that we do that we're not even aware of that are those coping skills or those those healing mechanisms. So and, you I know, it's that. it really is interesting. And, you know, when you talk about, like, you know, motiv- motivating yourself to move, mm-hmm. and that's always a tough thing because when you think about it, you know, and, and, and it's really... Uh, based in and how our hormones uh, in our body, uh, how and and like the the dopamine, which is like the pleasure aspect yeah, of yeah. of our body, that even when you when you're thinking about doing something to improve yourself, it's really how you you learn to associate or to trigger mm-hmm. those those dopamine. Uh, mm-hmm. The dopamine the in your body. The label that you put on it is every bit as important as getting up and actually doing it. That's really good. The, that's why think is one of the pedals because our thoughts, you know, they've done studies that show um, people, uh, maybe they're, they're brilliant piano players. And for whatever reason, they're unable to practice the piano. They've done studies on these people to where they are mentally, you know, I, I do it with typing. I'm a pretty good typist. And mm-hmm. I, I, I think of words and sometimes my fingers just move as though they're typing, which is kind of funny. Well, it turns out you can use that intentionally to keep your skills sharp. Piano players who envisioned just thought about playing the notes did not lose any competence when they were able to get back to their instrument and actually play it. Like it literally um, keeps that ability, the physical ability, present by thinking yes. about doing it. Yes, the I, visualization I is very, very, yeah. uh, very critical. It, they've, you know, there was, uh, they took a group of basketball players, right? And they broke them up into three groups for one month. And they said, okay, this group is going to practice the free throw uh, shot and do it every day. And then the next group was just not going to do anything for a month. And then they had a second group that was going to practice visualizing mm-hmm. doing free throws. Okay. And when they looked at all the groups, the, the group that was actually practicing the free throw shot actually improved on average by 23%, their free throw, free throw shooting. And the group okay. that did the visualization was just behind by like 19%. Now so that just, in the face of a lot of what we've been taught, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> I mean, just by practic- practicing it in their mind, yes. you know, sitting down and just thinking mm-hmm. uh, about what you're going to do. And you see that in, in athletics a lot. Fitness. A lot of the yeah. success, mm-hmm. successful athletes, I mean, visualization is is something that's really important because... You're, you're able to train your, when, when you're without. You know, you don't necessarily have to have the practice field in order to practice. You could right. practice right in your room. 
you can practice, you know, sitting in the chair when you're, when you're visualizing and it's, and you know, sometimes I would get, uh, you know, back, it started back like in ninth grade, I would do those things. And you know, you get some people that would joke with you like, ah, here he goes, held's a head case. And, but I can tell you the stuff works. I mean, anybody that's, that, that succeeds, they, they do that. And, um, well, and then the actual doing, when you do go to work your muscle group, say you're working out, that visualization is just now another layer of, of, of really honing in. And it, it's valuable then as well. So you can combine the two. You can do one or the other. But that, that thought process, the thinking, is as important as the moving. Absolutely. The thinking and the moving. Well, you, you know, you remember Arnold Schwarzenegger, Arnold <laughs> the Terminator. He would say you need to visualize your muscles while you're lifting. Visualize them getting bigger. And they like, Arnold, yes. Use the visualization. Come on, don't be a girly man. And um, and so, you know, he would even talk about the importance of of visualization. And, you know, and and look at what the guy's done. He's, you know, created, you know, incredible workout programs and, and, you know, movies and so forth. So it really does help. Now, tell us about the move aspect. So you have a lot of people at yeah. home, you know, right now, and, you know, you you can just see, you cannot, you know, you, anybody that's on planet Earth right now knows that, that their stress level is definitely higher yeah. than whatever it is. I mean, even if you're a low-stress person, it's going to be higher because... Right. Other people around you have higher well, stress. Well, and the world right now has a chronic low-grade stress going on, even in the most um, wonderful situation. So you're absolutely right about that. And I like to ask people, you know, first of all, how much do you sit? Do you sit for a living? You know, sitting is the new smoking. They really have, are linking it to all kinds of health issues, everything from psoas muscle injuries to heart problems, right? So if you sit a lot, and a lot of people are now at home working with that weren't before. People are sitting more than they were and then there were others that you know always sort of had sitting um sitting was a big part of their day so i just encourage them to be intentional with their movement now it can look and again i really believe in individualized health care individualized choices the best exercise is the one you will do so yes yes you know walking for an hour a day is wonderful i could show you study after study especially for um, menopausal women (laughs) ironically yes Sure. So it's balancing the hormones. But uh, to be honest, it's not realistic for a lot of people. Some people can't walk that long. Some people can't get out and walk at all. So, okay, improvise. Commit yes. to commercial workouts. If you are on the couch and you're watching TV, just commit to, I don't know if you can, get up and do jumping jacks during the commercial break. Yes. If you can't do jumping jacks, march in place. March in place. March in place. March in place. Seat march. It's a, yes. You can actually sit up on the couch. Lift your foot, alternating feet off the off the floor, and tap the opposite arm to that knee. Do it. I mean, listen. Two minutes of seat marching, it'll get some endorphins flowing. It'll get your your lymph moving. It'll get your circulation going. It will make a difference. So, Absolutely. So I, think, I think that people are um, we're defeated before we begin because we can't you know go do an hour of boot camp. Right. Don't don't chew off you know don't bite off that big big bite. Take a little step, but do it with consistency. And then just test it. I tell people, look, you might think it's crazy. Try it. Just try it for two weeks and see. You know, notice. Do you sleep better? Has your mood leveled out? Do you feel a little more energetic? Test it. And if it's a, if if that true proves to not be true for you, then try something different. But um, I know I know that it works, and, and people it really makes a difference. I love yoga. Yoga is 
my um, my vent of choice, if you will. Yes. I, it's so good with uh, aligning, you know, uniting the breath with the movement. Again, sort of like we were saying, the visualization with working the muscles amplifies that effect on the muscle. Same is true when you will infuse the breath with movement. If you can synchronize your breathing in with a movement, breathing out with a movement, it calms that nervous system down. It gets you back into a parasympathetic state, which is your rest and digest state of being. We all tend to live in the fight or flight state, right, which is yes. um, just constant chronic stress. So yoga, deep breathing, qigong is wonderful, and I love it because anyone of any age can do it. Um, some people don't uh, haven't heard of it. It's similar to Tai Chi, if you've ever heard of that, but yes. qigong is... Again, so many studies are finally being done on this stuff, and they've linked it to just overall longevity and lowered um, risks of almost all morbidities. Like Qigong is phenomenal. Well, you know, it's something when you talk about how, uh, you know, that mindfulness and how you view what you're doing can mm-hmm. actually change your health. So they did, you talk about, when you're talking about studies, they did studies where they, where they took uh, these uh, ladies that, um, were, were cleaning hotels. That's what their job was. They asked them. They broke them up into two groups. All of them were doing, uh, you know, cleaning hotels. And they asked them if they were healthy. And they said, no, we don't have any time. And if they worked out, no, we don't have time to work out because we're always working. And when we're done with work, we're too tired. So what they did is they had the one group. They broke it up into two groups. And they had the one group of, of ladies. Uh, they asked them to, when they're doing their the housekeeping for the hotel, to envision how it's exercise, when they're putting the sheets on the bed, (laughs) when they're cleaning, when they're moving, that they're exercising different muscles, and they wanted them to look at their work as a workout. And in the other group, they just had them continue. It really is. It really is a workout. You know, it's amazing, though. They tested the blood work at the end of the month, before and after. They saw an an improvement in their blood work and in their cholesterol levels. They actually lost weight. Love it. They lost it. weight. They lost inches simply because they how they viewed the work that they were doing well, as exercise. Well, now you're getting into kind of the frequency of things because your thoughts actually carry their own vibrational frequency. And you know the, the frequency, the vibration of those thoughts literally dumps into your DNA and flips switches on or flips switches off. So, so what you're saying here is no small thing. People literally, you know, I don't want to be so trite as to say you can think yourself well, but mm-hmm. man, is that a, a big component of getting well, of healing from stuff. And, you know, it's the old adage, if you believe you can, you can. And if you believe you can't, you're right. Yes, that was uh, actually Henry Ford, whether you think you can or you can't. You're probably you're right. right. Yes, and it there it really is. Even on cancer cancer patients, uh, there's a book I believe it's called Radical Remission by mm, I want to say Dr. Kelly somebody Brogan maybe I'm not sure who wrote it but but Radical Remission she traveled around the world and met with um, cancer patients who mm-hmm. had what would be medically deemed as radical remission. Some of them did conventional treatment, some did totally holistic treatment, some did no treatment at all. The various things, you know, she extrapolated nine things that they all had in common. And, you know, I think only three of them were like physical things. The rest were um, sense of community, fellowshipping, a, 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 a faith of some kind, a belief in something bigger than yourself. They were, they were these spirit and mental, you know, thought-related attributes that these people all had whose bodies completely went into remission. 
you know, and it, and isn't it? It's so true because you know, if you think of a time when you're just in and you're not feeling good physically, mentally, you could be down. Uh, just things are not going right, and then all of a sudden you get a surprise visit mm-hmm. to the door or a mm-hmm. surprise phone call to somebody that is just very positive yeah. and uplifting. It's imme- It's amazing how immediately it can change your mood. Yeah. You know? Or if somebody, oh, let's say somebody walks in and they say, you just won a million dollars. And if it was true, you, you know, you'd find your mood changing instantly. I'm healed. Yes. Right. So true. And that goes to, again, vibration or frequency. You know, I always say we know those high vibration people in our lives, right? You know them because when they're around, you feel good. You feel up. They yes. Your vibration. You, the world is a, is a better place when you're around them. And then you also, I guess, I'm guessing, know the low vibration people in your life. I yes. call them the negative Nellies, right? The ones that, quite frankly... This isn't going to, to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> du- exactly. A Saturday Night Live, Doug and Wendy Weiner, the Weiners. <laughs> oh my du- gosh, that's funny. I, re- I do remember that. Doug and it's Wendy so Weiner. True. And so the cool thing is, one of the petals on the flower, the health flower, is detox. And you know, you need to detox your body. But you also need to detox your mind and your spirit. And part of that detoxing your mind and, and your spirit is maybe limiting your exposure to the negative Nelly. Absolutely. No, and, and you know, it's a, it's, it's a great thing that you're doing. Your website, again, is? Goodhealthgirlfriend.com. And so uh, anybody out there that wants to get healthier or get some inspiration and encouragement, you can go to? Say it again. Yes. Well, Tina, thank you for being on the program today. You got a lot of energy yourself. Keep up the good work. Keep encouraging people. Thanks, David. You too. Okay. This is David Held. It's Saturday morning. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about the upcoming Super Bowl. John Bazika and I. It's Saturday morning here at WHBC with David Held. It is 23 degrees outside, so it's starting to warm up. When I came in this morning, it was 17 degrees. The snow was squeaky under my feet, so you know it's cold outside, and the car engine barely turned over. It uh, probably needs a little more juice in the battery, but we have a winter weather advisory that's going to be... um, taking place when you go to bed tonight right at 1 a.m probably while you're sleeping unless you're working a night shift we have a winter weather advisory that will begin at 1 a.m tonight sunday and go until 10 p.m sunday so that's all day sunday and it covers stark wayne holmes richland ashland and huron counties what can we expect four to seven inches of snow according to accuweather They're saying it's best to stay home. Gosh, we know that. People are saying stay home. But in the snow, you probably don't want to be out on the road, and you probably won't be able to get out uh, as easily until the snowplow trucks get out there. So a lot of snow is going to be coming down. You can keep an eye on WHBC social media pages for the latest, and of course, tune in to WHBC for the latest AccuWeather forecast. If anything changes, we will let you know we are here. For your severe weather station. Also, we have a boys high school basketball game on the WHBC streaming. It's at 2.30 p.m. tomorrow as Cincinnati Moeller is visiting McKinley. 
So you can watch that streaming right here on WHBC, and uh, that's at 2.30 p.m. tomorrow. Also, not this week. you got a break for any of you NFL football fans. Um, and then next week, we've got the Super Bowl. Now, I've, I personally uh, am really interested in this upcoming Super Bowl because of the two players that you have. You have Tom Brady. He's 43 years old. The average life of an NFL player is like three years. And he's 43 years old. So this man has been playing for a long time. And not only has has he been playing, but playing well. This is his 10th Super Bowl. And he's going to be playing against the Kansas City Chiefs. And you have Patrick Mahomes, who is considered the great up-and-coming. He's a two-time Super Bowl champion. He's only 25 years of age. So 1-1. 1-1. Yeah, yeah. He's he's just... Two times, so two trips to the Super Bowl, right? No, uh-huh. this is this is only this is only his second. The second now. trip to the Super Bowl. Yeah, so he's going to be taking on his one of his idols, right? Uh, Tom Brady. So who do you think is the better physical player, the 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 more talented? According to the statistics, it says Mahomes. Well, I mean, right now it is Mahomes. I mean, maybe. I don't know, maybe five years ago it would be a, a different story. But, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is is the up-and-coming guy. He's young. He's flashy. He's got, you know, a, a great arm. Um, you know, he makes plays for his team, not just throwing the ball, but he's he's kind of like watching backyard football sometimes because he just has a, he has a way of extending plays, making things happen that other quarterbacks don't. So... Um, yeah, right now Mahomes is, is without a doubt the better player. Now, that being said, you're you're going against one of the best to ever do it. So, you know, I mean, there is that, that element of it as well. And you know what's fascinating, too, is when you talk about, like, you know, who's the best? You know, I, I've always learned that you don't have to be the best to win, you know, because there's a lot of other factors that goes into any sort of competition and it's on any given day. Uh, anybody can be beat on any given Sunday or any given competition. And one of the things that Tom Brady brings, which I find fascinating, is that the guy is an incredibly he has an incredible positive attitude, but he's an incredibly hard worker. And it's what he does to the people that are around him. So he played for the New England Patriots, right? I mean, that's where he's had all of his success with Coach Belichick. And Belichick is not somebody who is the most exciting personality. That's that's one of the criticisms. They'd say that he's the great architect of organizing a football, successful uh, football program. But then you have Tom Brady. He's He's the enthusiasm. He's the guy who gets the team going. So he decides, because he felt it like he wasn't being valued at the New England Patriots. And he says, okay, 43 years of age, I'm going to leave the team and I'll go down to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay was a losing team last year. Yeah. I mean, the thing about Tampa is that it's, it's not that they were like a bad team last year. I mean, they weren't like, you know, they didn't make the playoffs obviously, but they weren't a, you know, they weren't a team that was, that was that far off from being, from being decent. So, um, you know, they had some of the pieces and, and obviously having Brady there helps in a big way. I mean, he's, 
you know, you can't coach the things that, that Brady has seen and done, um, you know, simply because he's been around the game longer than most guys will play in, in a, in an NFL career for, for their entire lifetime. So, you know, it's just, yeah, they were seven and nine last year. They were, you know, they were, they were in the playoff hunt at the end of the year. They just, you know, they just didn't have the, um, I don't know. They, they didn't have that final push. They didn't have that final push. And if you looked at it, they, I mean, good team, but had a losing record. They lost more games than they won. And to think that that team is going to be turned around in a year and go to the Super Bowl is incredible. And so the one factor that changed is they brought Tom Brady on as quarterback. And, you know, when you have somebody who's been to the Super Bowl nine times, I mean, some NFL athletes never, never make it to one Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. He's been there nine times. This will be his 10th trip to the Super Bowl. And so the coach said after... You know, after Tampa Bay won and uh, won their uh, their championship here for the division, and they're going to uh, the Super Bowl, uh, Tom Brady says, "Hey, get get some other guys up here and, and talk to the media." And the coach stands up, and he says that when you have a guy, they said, "How important was Brady to this team?" And they said, "When you have a guy like Tom Brady, he brings such confidence to the other players because when he te- you know when he tells you we're going to the Super Bowl, we're going to do this." The other players, they're looking around going, this guy's done this nine times. He knows how to do it. And so he makes them believers. They may not be believers themselves, but when you have somebody who's successful saying, we're going to do this, it's just like anything. The people you're around, you know, when they can demonstrate that, that positive attitude and then back it up with hard work and perseverance, that, that changes the whole, all the dynamics Right. And so so really, from a technical standpoint, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are are the underdogs, even though they're led by the greatest quarterback of all time, who's 43 years of age. uh, The odds are they're going to be against against them from a technical standpoint. And that's why I find it so fascinating. And uh, and I'm really I'm in support of. of the New England Patriots winning this game because I'd like to see the old guy. Maybe because I'm an old guy. You'd like to see the old guy win one more time. The young guy, he's got uh, he's got a lot of tread left on the tire. So we will see. That'll be the Super Bowl. That will be uh, next Sunday. We're going to take a break right now, and we will be back. This is David Held, Saturday morning here on WHBC. I don't want this Saturday to- Good morning. It's Saturday morning here. David Held, 1480 WHBC. It is 23 degrees outside. We have a winter weather advisory that will begin at 1 a.m. Sunday. So you go to sleep tonight, and while you're sleeping, 1 a.m., we're going to have a winter weather advisory. It's going to go all day Sunday until 10 p.m. It's going to cover Stark, Wayne, Holmes, Richland, Ashland, and Huron counties, where you can expect up to 4 to 7 inches of snow. So... Get the fuel in the snowblower. Get your shovels ready. Get the kids out there to help with the driveway. 
If anything changes, we'll let you know, but you can tune in uh, tomorrow on WHBC social media, the social media pages, and uh, the latest, of course, you can tune in to WHBC for your latest AccuWeather forecast. Also, tomorrow we have the boys' high school basketball game on stream here at WHBC, 2.30 p.m. tomorrow as Cincinnati Moeller is taking on McKinley. We'll keep you posted on whether or not that is a go. Also, you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, our mental state when it comes to COVID. And I have this, uh, you know, I had this, this poem back when I was in ninth grade. It says, whether you think you can or you can't, you're probably right. If you think you are beaten, you are. If you think you dare not, you don't. If you'd like to win, but you think you can't, it's almost certain you won't. If you think you'll lose, you've lost. For out in the world you'll find success begins with a fellow's will. It's all in the state of mind. If you think you're outclassed, you are. You've got to think high to rise. You've got to be sure of yourself before you can ever win a prize. Life's battles don't always go to the stronger or faster man. But sooner or later, the man who wins is the man who thinks he can. So we've got to think positive. We've got to back it up with hard work. Just try something. If you want to improve your life, you want to make a difference, just start with one decision, one action. Make it better. And hopefully we've made your day better here while listening to Saturday morning at 1480 WHBC. This is David Held. Thank you for joining us. Stay warm, get your shovels out and your snowblowers, and get ready for the winter weather advisory that will come at 1 a.m. this morning. And enjoy the rest of the Saturday. This is David Held signing off, 1480 WHBC. Have a great day.